Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, folks. Thanks for joining uh, Pastor Max Buchanan and myself, Tom Doherty, today as we are finishing kind of a series on uh, being led by the supernatural Holy Spirit of God and and allowing God to do great things in our lives. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for Pastor Max. Lord, lead us. Open doors for us. May we speak your truth, and may your truth set us free. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, one thing it's easy when we start talking about the Holy Spirit, we start talking about miracles, is I've heard this from people. There's people and there's denominations and churches I've heard about. I call them miracle chasers. Mm-hmm. Miracle chasers, they focus on miracles versus focusing on God and pursuing God. But they would say, no, we're focusing on God to watch for his miracle, and we know something's going to happen, so we keep looking for those miracles. Well, we have many people in the world chasing miracles instead of chasing God. Listen to this quote from Francis Chan in the book Forgotten God, which I love, one of my favorite books. I read it uh, in a... uh, I read it twice when I was on a trip to Thailand a few years ago because I was so taken back by it. He said, a lot of people want to talk about the supernatural things like miracles, healings, or prophecy. But focusing inordinately on these things quickly becomes misguided. God calls us to pursue him, not what he might do for us or even in our midst. Scripture emphasizes that we should desire fruit, that we should concern ourselves with becoming more like his son. God wants to seek us to listen to his spirit and to obey. The point of it all was never the miracles in and them in and of themselves. Those came when they were unexpected, when people were faithful and they were focused on serving and loving others. God wants us to trust him to provide miracles when he sees fit. He doesn't just dole them out mechanically as if we can put a quarter in and pray the right prayer and bingo, out comes a miracle. (laughs) Too many try to test God. You know, in fact, there's a scripture that comes out when we see this, and uh, this was after Jesus was baptized. In fact, Matthew chapter 4 and verses 5 through 10. But Max, in your life, you know, you've probably been around those two that – we would call miracle chasers. Oh yeah, for sure. It's so funny. That, yeah, I, I love that term, and I love what Francis Chan said here. Like, it's it's all about the fruit and coming to be more like Jesus. Uh, we just actually taught on the miracles of Jesus, and we're kind of giving the different reasons for them. And they really are when Jesus does miracles, it's to show his attributes, right? Like he has power and dominion over death. We see that as he brings Lazarus back. We see that with his own resurrection. We see, you know, that even with the, the little girl that passes away. All these kind of different things that go on as he heals people, brings them back from death. He has, you know, power in healing. He has power over the storms. Like they're to show these attributes and they're to build, to show and validate really who he is. And so when we kind of get out of that and we're expecting miracles, I think it's dangerous territory. And there's kind of a funny story. I'm not going to mention any names because I don't. They're pretty prominent people, but I went to almost a prosperity gospel type situation one time unknowingly. And this guy goes, I'm going to start healing people. And so these people would line up and they, he would shake their leg. He goes, the m- reason why people have back pain is because their legs are two different sizes. And so he did this thing where he'd shake their ankles and he'd pray over them and he'd speak in these weird tongues that just sounded like names of cars, not actual tongues. I don't know what tongues sound like. I've never really been around anybody who's 
it's just never, you know, presented itself or whatever. But he started doing this thing and it was so phony and so fake. And there were so many people just bought into it, but it was, it didn't feel like God was there. There was nothing that would indicate that this was an actual thing. He would just shake some ankles and he'd be like, you're healed. And like, it was just like crazy. And, and he's just inviting all these people up, all these people up. And I just remember he shaking this one lady's ankle. She's like, I didn't feel anything. You know, like just like call them out on it. And it was just a weird experience. And I'm like, okay, when we go back to scripture, this it's that that's just not how it works. Even when uh, you know, Peter and John in Acts two or three, uh three are walking up the steps and they heal the lame man from birth, they'd pass by that guy a million different times, and this time God wanted to do something. And so it's always a prompting of the Holy Spirit that leads to these miracles, and it's going to be right for all parties, right. and, and there's going to be results of it. This was some dude shank, shaking yeah. some guy's ankles, claiming he can heal everybody. That's I don't see that in Scripture unless it's Jesus doing it. We're not God, so yeah. that's what we've got to be careful of. Well, we know this. God is can perform miracles. We've seen Certainly seeing healings, man, yeah. we had a guy healed instantaneously of a blood clot in front of the church. It was instantaneous. He knew he was healed. He went in the next day. He said, boy, I don't know why. Doctor couldn't understand that it was yeah, totally 100%. God. We've seen a whole bunch of things like that. But, you know, all of a sudden when the focus is on a person, yeah, let's say it be on me. Oh, Pastor Tom, that's all he does. He heals. He's yeah. a great healer. Hey, go, Pastor. I have, to have Pastor Tom pray for you. He's a... You know, no, it's not about this. It's about God. Mm-hmm. And when you start focusing on a person... And a ministry, and that ministry is the only one that does these kind of things. And you start, and even in church, and even uh, you start looking at a church, I'll go to that church because they have all these things that happen. Folks, if you're taking your eyes off God, if you're taking your eyes off Jesus Christ and focusing on the wrong place, you better reevaluate. In fact, listen uh, to when Jesus was tempted by Satan uh, after he was baptized. You know, what a test. Here, Jesus baptized, and he goes right out and they want to, obviously, the Word of God wants to show us how Jesus dealt with this. He says, Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand at the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered him, It is also written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. And Max, frankly, that's what people are doing all the time. Mm-hmm. They're wanting to test Almighty God. Yeah, they're playing with God. Yeah. I mean, I, I just I get so irritated when I see people playing with God and trying to be the voice of God. Yeah, and like I said yesterday, that people that always use the term "God told me this," "God told me that." You can't argue with them because God told me. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard all sorts of people in my ministry. I go through that route. And I'm telling you, folks, be careful. Be careful what you say God told you to do. Now, God leads us. God's led me in many ways to do things. I believe it. You know, but, uh, you know, uh, I I think sometimes people play with fire. Oh, 100%. And when they get to to the judgment day, God's going to say, what in the world were you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I think that this is just, we want to be clear on this. We believe that God is still working. We're not saying that. We're not trying to shut down 
in, you know anybody that's legitimate right. or, or going about these you know things in a, in a rightful way and just different stuff. But just from personal experience and reading God's word, is that there's people out there that try to manipulate it. Look at Satan. He knew scripture in this, right? He yes. says it is quoted this, this, and this, and then Jesus says, "Do not test your God." And so he's taking the scripture and you know really trying to make it fit and, and kind of call him on his own game. We need to be careful of that as well. We can go and sit in different uh, you know churches, different things that are even going on. Different people will quote scripture to try to put you in a corner right and all these different things and they're doing it with these wrong motives and it's not the holy spirit working but and so we need to be not deceived and we need to know look at how jesus knew the scripture well enough i mean he wrote it so (laughs) you get you get a discount on that one but we should know the scripture well enough too to have a defense right like even in uh, whatever you know first peter calls us to have a defense and that's not just against the atheist or the naturalist that's like you know with whatever we should have an apologetic a response to people when they are manipulating the scriptures yeah we want to we want to follow god and follow his precepts the best way we know how we're not perfect people folks and by the way, there's no perfect church. If you think, oh, I go to a church and they do this, I do, there is no perfect church out there. But we serve a mighty God who works through churches, works through different denominations, works through pastors and leaders, and he works through you. He wants to do mighty things in your life. So Satan didn't give up, and so again the devil took him to a very high mountain. And he showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give to you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him, and the angels came and attended him. You know what? Satan is out there every day trying to get take people captive, trying to get people to follow uh, his way and try to justify things and try to get people into fights and arguments and try to tear churches apart. You know, Satan's biggest tool is, of course, in the in the body of Christ when there's so many people who love Jesus. He'd love to get in and cause issues. Mm-hmm. I've heard over the many years how churches have gone through splits and have gone through major problems because of quarreling in the church. Satan loves it. Satan's having a party with his demon saying, look what I'm doing, instead of people in the church standing firm said, I'm going to worship the Lord my God and him only, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to stand up for his promises. I'm not going to be swayed by the world and the tactics of it. Folks, I'm here to tell you, not everybody in a church agrees. Not everybody in my church agrees. You know, I've been here, this is my 33rd year in the church, and believe me, not everybody agrees with everything I say or maybe even everything I do, but most people, I think, agree with one thing is that we are about serving Jesus Christ and honoring him and praising his name. Mm-hmm. And Max, you know, you've been a part of it now for six years at Cloverdale running our children's program and now working with me and adult programs too and, you know, and preaching. Uh, and, you know, we see that people are hungry for God's word, you know. And, yeah. Uh, we, we saw that a lot over this last year. Um is even our dive deeper classes. It was almost, I mean, we're not selling anything, but they would sell out for lack of a better term, like right yes. away when we put them out, it'd be like, yeah, we're everybody's signing up. We'd have to put them in different bigger rooms and all this kind of different stuff. And it's like, people are hungry to know more about God. And I think that that's what's so crucial about it is I, I, a lot of times, uh, you know, people will go to church 
but they'll never get deeper. It's just kind of stays surface level. And and I think that there's so many ways that we can even take initiative. I know that this time is, is harder to get deeper, but it's crazy how vast even the internet is. You got to be careful because there's a lot of crazy stuff, but even some good seminaries like Southwestern Seminary, even my Bible college, CCBC, and just there's different resources out there to get really good information and grow deeper in your faith. That's great. And we're having a Grow Deeper conference January 8th through 10th. We're bringing in Dr. Michael Avery, who has been the president of God's Bible College, a Wesleyan man from Cincinnati, and and we're inviting everybody to it. It's going to be a two-day, two-and-a-half-day event, and it's going to be all about spiritual growth. And, of course, I'll let everybody know. Well, Max, our time's up. Thanks for being with me this week. Yeah, it's been fun. And, folks, I hope you go out and have a great day and be supernaturally charged by the Holy Spirit of God. Lord bless you. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.